This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Welcome to episode 100 of the 1871 podcast. Can you believe it? Johnny, can you, believe, can you believe we've reached 100 episodes? No, I don't think anybody else probably can either. 100? No. What a cracking innings. What, <laughs> what a cracking innings. Yeah. Yeah, 100, 100 not out. Um, so I think series one was something like 74 episodes, although... Something like five of those, ep- five or six of those episodes were when um, when you had the Legends game. Yes, yeah. so we did a, a pre-match game. Uh, I think we did a first half roundup, um, and then we had some fans on afterwards to talk. So there are about five five yeah. games. Uh, sorry, not five games, five episodes to talk about what, that one game. But it was about seventy four episodes, which means if my math is correct. We've had 26 episodes in series two so far, including this one. Yep. So we're um, uh, we're also um, going to do a special 106th episode talking about the Reading famous 106 season. Um, now this podcast is 1871. We're not sure if we'll ever get up to 1871 <laughs> episodes. Well, we're well, gonna do, we're gonna do a special 106 yeah. episode talking about the 106 season, the 106th 1871 podcast episode. So I hope you're following us so far. Um, as we've said on more than one occasion, we kind of make it up as we go along. Um, and if if some people listen and if some people watch, that's great. Um, and we we do get some very good feedback. Um, we get the odd. Um, negative thing here and there but mostly we get positive feedback so thank you to anyone who's done that so this is episode 100 so um as i say for the 106 episode it's about the 106 season um and for the 100 episode uh the 100th episode um johnny and i have been racking our brains and deciding what to do so so here's here's what we've come up with um we thought about talking about all the episodes we've had. So we've had some amazing guests, including the likes of Steve Koppel, Brian McDermott, Kevin Doyle, Graham Murty, Leroy Lita, Shaka Hislop, Trevor Senior, Martin Hicks, Simon Osborne. The list goes on and on and on. Had some amazing guests. But as this is episode 100, uh, we thought what we'd do is to bring you a Reading FC Top 100 um, so I'll explain what that means and, and what we're going to do. We're going to start our Reading FC Top 100 by um, starting a countdown of 25 of our favourite Reading players each. So that's 50 players in total, although we suspect that Johnny's 25 and my 25 might include some of the the same players, which is fine. We've got different memories of different players Um I know for sure, well, I'm pretty certain there's at least one player on Johnny's list that isn't on my list because uh, he's talked about him on several occasions that he's not on my list. 
Um, so just to clarify, this is our um, some of our favourite players. So 25 each. It's not the the greatest Reading players of all time. We thought about that, um, but we kind of did that on on episode one. We come up with our best left back, um, that infamous episode, Nick Shorey, Dylan Kerr, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we've done that, been there, done that. So we, we've just decided it's about our own personal memories, our own personal favourites. So it's 25 of our favourite Reading players, and we're going to start that countdown today. So we're counting down from 25 down to 16, which is 10 players each. Um, and then on the following episode, we'll continue that countdown from uh, 15 to 6. Uh, and then the following episode will be our five favourite Reading players, counting down from 5 to 1. And we might have the same players, and that's fine. As I say, we make it up as we go along, don't we, Johnny? Yeah, absolutely. All right. No script. So um, that will be 25 players each. So 50 in total, although some I'm sure will be the same. Uh, I don't know who's on Johnny's list. Um, Johnny doesn't know who's on my list. Um, So we'll also bring you 10 memorable Reading games each in one of the episodes. Uh, five memorable Reading seasons each, five great Reading managers each, and also five influential people in Reading's history each. So if my maths is correct, that adds up to a top 100 of Reading FC players, managers, games, seasons, influential people, etc. Exactly. So we kind of checked it before we started recording the episode. We think that is right. Probably knowing the way that we do things, we'll end up with 101 or something like that. But we, you know, we think we've got a top 100 Reading FC list, and this is our favourites. So it's not going to necessarily match yours. So don't sort of say, oh, that player was better than that player. These are our favourite players and memorable managers, memorable seasons. And stuff that's kind of a bit personal to us as well. So to do with our memories. So without further ado, um, this first episode, we're starting the countdown. So we're going to go from 25 to 16. And then the following episode, uh, we'll start at 15 and continue the countdown. But this first episode, um, sorry, this first countdown on episode 100 is our favourite. Well, some of our favourite Reading players counting down from 25 to 16, so 10 players each. Um, Johnny, would you like to start or would you like me to start? Oh, I can see as you're hosting, I'll let you go first. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so some of these will come as a surprise, but as I say, um, they're, they're our favourites um, and it's our memories. And you might even hear about players, Reading players that you've never heard of. You might hear about Reading players that you've forgotten about. Um and with that in mind, my number 25 on my countdown of favourite Reading players is someone who falls into the category of unsung hero. So at number 25 on my list is Gary Westwood, uh, goalkeeper for, for Reading in the 80s. He joined Reading in 1983. Um, he made uh, 151 appearances and he was part of the record-breaking Royals team who won the first 13 games at the start of the 85-86 season and then went on to win the Canon League Division Three. Um, now, I'll confess that there are a few players from this team on my list, um, and that's because that was the season I was lucky enough to um, start supporting Reading properly that season. Um, so I'd been to Reading games before, but that was my first full season. My dad, Brian Roach, was was the director. Um, so that was my first full season. And what a season that was. The record-breaking roles, amazing. So some, some very, very fond memories for me. Um, now, I was doing some research into this and, you know, Wikipedia included, which isn't always 100% accurate, as we know. But from what I can tell, Gary Westwood was Reading's only goalkeeper in that season. 
So he played in 55 out of Reading's 56 games. He only missed one game all season, which was an associate members' cup game. Um, he kept 20 clean sheets out of 46 games in the league that season and another three clean sheets in the FA Cup. And as I say, an unsung hero. Do you remember him, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, good keeper. Underrated, very, very much so. In a, in a team, you know, a good team, but he did the, he just was the kind of like, unspoken hero, if that's the... Yeah, yeah, because I think that season was all about, um, you know, Trevor Senior, Kevin Bremner, uh, you have Martin Hicks playing at the back, um, some great midfielders in that side as well, and, and just a brilliant team to watch. Not always um, everyone's kind of favourite style of football. It was a bit direct, but it was it was really exciting, and, and that kind of got me hooked on on being a Reading fan, really. So, Gary Westwood, um, goalkeeper, um, part of the record-breaking Royal side, is my number twenty-five on my countdown, um, Johnny. Who is your number 25 and why? Yeah, yeah so the first one, it's actually uh, from the women's team, Fran Kirby. Um, one, I think, you know, because I, I think it was like stories behind players and Fran had a lot of mental health issues when she was younger that she's been very open about. And to see kind of a Reading player go on to have the career that she has with Chelsea, England, um, very down to earth, very inspirational person, um, and the way you know the women's football has developed. You know, there's so many good players at Reading now, but I think she's just kind of been like a bit of a leading light um, as, a, as a as a local player. So that's that's my first choice, uh, number twenty five. Yeah. And and she's uh, you know obviously playing for the the women's team, but she's a, a legend. You know, she's gone on to become a a, yeah. a, a legend in the women's game, hasn't she? So she's very. If you think of, um, you know, women's football and and the top names in in women's football in recent years, she's certainly on on that list. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I would say, Johnny, is we've we've started with our number twenty five each. Would have been very easy to do a top fifty or a top one hundred. Yeah. But we we just wanted to kind of keep it sensible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A, so I've done my I've done my twenty five of my favourite Reading players, but there were, you know, at least 25 others I could have included. Yeah. Um, but I think between the two of us, we'll, we'll, uh, um, we'll talk some discussions, <laughs> some interesting players. Um, so I'm going to come on to my number 24 now. Um, bit of a theme developing here because uh, my number 24 also, part of the record-breaking Royal side in 85, 86, is Colin Bailey. Um now, this was quite a difficult one for me because there were so many players who I could have included who, who didn't make it. Um, they were among my favourite Reading players, but we we did say we'd do a, a top 25 each of our favourite Reading players. So Colin Bailey makes it onto my list at number 24. He signed from um, Swindon for £22,500 in the summer of 1985, um, part of the record-breaking Royals in 85-86 um, he made 34 appearances that season and more than 100 appearances in total. And he played in the Simoc Cup final, um, born in Belfast. Uh, so a bit of a rarity in that team. So he was a Northern Irish player in that team. Um, and he played as a right back, uh, could also play in midfield. So for me, and the reason I've chosen him is, as I say, my first kind of proper Full season as a Reading fan. Um, and for me, he was an exciting player to watch. A quick player. Um, and he could bring the ball forward quickly and set up attacks. I'm not saying he was like Dylan Kerr, but similarities there. So uh, my number 24 is Colin Bailey. Um, Johnny, over to you. Well, first of all, do you remember Colin Bailey? Yeah, yeah, class player. I mean, that's, again, another, another probably unsung hero as such, wasn't he, that side? Yeah, yeah, a lot of those players. Yeah, yeah. So my number twenty-four is Adam Federici. One is a a class keeper, but I also think he's a class act off the pitch. Um, I spoke to him a few times 
around mental health things and he was very good and very supportive. Um, I think the thing he did about Philip Hughes, the young cricketer that passed away back in Oz. Um, yeah, and he was a good keeper. Uh, yeah, we all know the, you know, the Arsenal mistake. Um, but I think, you know, that, that season when we got promoted to the Premier League, I produced how many clean sheets? I think there was 19. I think he had that season. I could be wrong. Um, but I just, I, you know, I'm goalkeeper favourite, you know, and he was one of mine. Um, and again, you know, we can all argue about the best goalie in the, you know, but it's about, you know, things that, that mean something to me personally. And I think, you know, something like that, I've, I've got a lot of time for. Um, it's a shame his injury cut his career short as well. And I think you, you mentioned the FA Cup game there and um, a lot of people will remember him for that. And, and obviously, you know, I think he held his hands up and, you know, apologised, didn't mm. he? But he, he didn't he didn't need to. And and I think in a way it's natural, but in a way it's a shame that people remember him for that. But also, you know, he got Reading to the yeah. he was part of the team that got to the semi-final. And, you know, he, he was a big part of that Reading side. Because if you think about the progression of, at that time, you, you had, um, you know, you had your first choice keeper, and then, and then Adam Federici came through, and it was the same with some of the outfield players like Shane Long had to kind of wait his turn, didn't he? And then he came in, and yeah, and the whole uh, journey I think for Feds when you know when he sleeping on couches and and you know getting you know, the, you know it kind of something I think a lot of people identified with him. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to number twenty three for me. Um, surprise, surprise, yet another player from the record-breaking Royals team in the 80s. And my number 23 is Andy Rogers. Do you remember him, Johnny? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Andy Rogers, wingers are always exciting <laughs> players to watch. Um, obviously, the strikers are scoring the goals. Uh, we've we've had plenty of exciting wingers to watch um, over the years at Reading. And Andy Rogers was certainly one of those. Um, he signed in the summer of 85 from Plymouth, made 51 appearances, scoring six goals. Um, and he was only actually with Reading for the record-breaking Royal season. But, you know, as I say, an exciting player to watch. He made 45 league appearances and, and scored all six of his Reading goals in the league. Um, he scored in the 2-1 win against Rotherham six games into the record-breaking start to the season. So, obviously, an important goal. And there was quite a quite a few games in that run that were um, by one goal uh, that that we won. So, went on to win 13 games in a row at the start of the season. Johnny, I don't know if you remember. Um, I can't remember who we were playing against, but it was an away game and he swallowed his tongue. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember, yeah we, we t- talked about that before, didn't we? I think... Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember who it was, but it no. was an away, it was an away game, and uh, my my dad Brian Roach was a, was a director. We we drove up, we stayed overnight wherever it was. Um, can't remember. Um, so Andy Rogers swallowed his tongue, stayed in hospital overnight, and then we actually took him back the the following day. Um, so a little bit of a kind of personal connection there. But the reason he's on my list is. Um, you know, because he was a great player to watch. So Andy Rogers, my number 23. So coming to you now, Johnny, for your 23. Yeah, I've actually gone. And again, I think he's one of these players that uh, was just class. Ivor Ingemarsson. I just love watching, you know, he's, he had didn't get ruffled, didn't, nothing bothered him. And he was just cool, calm and collected. And, you know, I think he started out central midfield um, before he went back in the UFC. Yeah, I know our greatest teams. Um, and was a good leader. And I, I just, you know, he just kept his head when others were panicking. And that, you know, a proper footballer. I like, you know, I like watching guys that. And wasn't about the ego, just got on with the game and led by example, you know, and not many mistakes. And, and that was, you know, a guy that kind of played elsewhere and then comes to Reading and, and you know, reached the peak of his career. Yeah, it's just it's a good story to see. Yeah, he. I agree with you. Just a class, um, a class act mm. uh, as a person and and a player. Um, and actually, it's interesting that that you've got Eva 
Ingemarsson at, at this point, or Ivar as as you call him, um, uh, because he was one of the players who I was considering putting on my list. But um, I thought to myself, well, if I put him on, I, I wanted to, but then who am I going to leave out? Uh, this was actually quite difficult to do. I don't know. Yeah, anybody, yeah but, no, it's hard. It's hard. So Ivar was um, was on my on my list of considerations on my short list, if you like, for the for my final twenty five. Uh, he didn't actually make it onto my list, and I thought, do you know what? I bet Johnny's <laughs> his list. And genuinely, we didn't we didn't know. No, we, no, no. We said, um, you know, we were going to do it like this, so we might. I, I imagine there'll be quite a few of the same players, especially when we get to the top end of the list. Yeah. Um, but I think it's nice also to to talk about some of those unsung heroes, perhaps Reading players that some listeners or people watching us on YouTube won't have even heard of. Or as I said before, you know, perhaps um, perhaps they go, oh, yeah, I remember him, forgotten about him. But um, yeah. Um, so I'm pleased. I'm pleased that he's made it onto onto our two lists. So well done for that, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely agree with you. Fantastic, um, fantastic player for Reading, and and obviously we we could have put everyone in that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so in terms of favourite players, moving on to my number twenty two, I've gone for Paul Canaville. Um, joined Reading from Chelsea for sixty thousand pounds in 1986, which, believe it or not, was quite a lot of money back then. Um, just a fantastic winger. Uh, Reading very lucky to get him from Chelsea. I think one of the reasons was that he was getting fed up with the racist abuse. Some of the racist abuse he got at Chelsea was from the Chelsea fans. Um, so to get him at Reading was fantastic. Such a quick player. Really exciting to watch, um, you know, quick and tricky as a winger. Um, some similarities with, with Michael Jilks, apart from the fact that he was a winger, obviously. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of you will know this story. He ruptured his cruciate ligament in a game against Sunderland. Um, he did return to play again after that, but um, he never fully recovered. So he only actually made 21 appearances for Reading, scored six six goals um, do you remember him, Johnny? Oh, his class. I've spoken to him before. And he's, again, there's another one that I probably would have been not far off the top 25 for me. Um, again, you know, he didn't play a long career at Reading, but I think, you know, his whole story around what he went through um, at Chelsea and after his career ended. Um, and he's just a lovely guy. He's just one of those guys that is more than the football do you know what I mean? It's uh, mm. someone that you just can listen to, um, and a great player. Just to, you know, to be the first—I think he was the first black player at Chelsea, wasn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, I I read the book and the, the I like it was horrendous. Black and blue was it? Is it yes, that's blue? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. And, if you haven't if you haven't read that, worth worth reading. And, and I think. Um, I think I read something from him that that said he only thought about um, insurance the day before he got injured. So he he had a he ran into a lot of financial problems as a result of that injury. Yeah. Uh, um, and obviously, players now they they're properly covered through like their their management team, their their agent help them with that stuff. But back in those days, you had to do a lot of stuff for yourself. Um, including the insurance, insurance which he hadn't got round to doing, and it, he had that injury, and it really had an adverse effect on his life yeah. um, financially. Yeah. So, um, a sad story as well. But um, you know, only a short time at Reading, but made a fantastic impact. So, um, yeah, Paul Cannaval is my number twenty-two. How about you, Johnny? Well, this is again another personal uh, one. Um, number twenty-two is Gary Peters. He was the first ever Reading player I met, and my mum still got the photo of me and my brothers with him when I was about four. Um, I haven't changed much. He's probably not changed much in that time. Um, but, you know, he's one of those players, again, that you agree, Mark, that was kind of a unheralded hero. You know, he, he, he played, I think, two spells at the club. Um, consistent, good player. Didn't get the you know the the plaudits as you know a lot of those players did back in those days, but he was he was one of those guys that you know 
made a lot of appearances. I think I, how many appearances he made in the end? I think it was over 200 appearances, I think. Um, and yeah, I was over it down there. Yeah, 250 odd. Mm. Um, and just was was a, was a good player. Um, you know, again, you know, it's we could go back into you know different plays, different eras, but uh, that's just someone I think a journey that I've been on and seen and watching, yeah. you know. And Johnny, you've you've done it again because he he was one of the players you said I think about Paul Cannaville, didn't you? You yeah. him for your list, and he didn't didn't make it onto your list. Gary Peters the same as Ivar Ingemarsson. He's not on my list, but he was one of those players who, you know, he possibly could have even been number twenty six or number twenty. Yeah. Or yeah. Like that. I agree with you, and and he would be on a list of great Reading players because, um, you know, made a lot of appearances for Reading, and he was, you know, is a t- dependable player wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah absolutely dependable in, in terms of you could always rely on him to put in a, a good performance so yeah. um please you've got him on on your list and therefore um you know on so we've got Ivar Ingemarsson and Gary Peters who didn't make it onto my list but um great that that they got on one of the lists um so that's number 22 for you Johnny uh my my twenty-one. I'm guessing he might be on your list as well. I don't know because we, you know, we didn't we didn't divulge our list beforehand. But I've got a sneaky suspicion that he might be on your list. So my my number twenty-one. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about when I do this. Keith McPherson. I actually uh, haven't got him on there. Oh, you haven't got him on there. So we do no. well, and genuinely, we, we yeah, didn't no. We didn't even, you know. I'll, I, even, I'll even show you my list there. Look, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the only thing you mentioned, you just sort of said to me, "Look, can I can I um, put one of uh, Reading's women on my list?" And I basically said, "Do whatever you like." Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, and I know there's one player I know is on your list who isn't on mine, Johnny, from previous conversations we've had. I hope so. Oh. So, so Keith McPherson, um, firstly, I think for me, one of the all-time greatest Reading FC songs, um, yeah. well, certainly one of my favourites, Dylan Kermelord being a, among the others. Um, there was a song about uh, Trevor Senior, give it a punt to Trevor up front, scoring in a winter wonderland. That's one of my other personal favourites. Um, so Keith McPherson, he joined Reading from Northampton in 1990, went on to make more than 300 appearances uh, in nine years with Reading. Um, he scored nine goals, uh, just a brilliant central defender. Yeah. Um, he made 53 appearances in the 91-92 season, which was more than any other player. Um, he won player of the season that season. Um, similar the following season, 52 appearances, more than any other player. Played in the playoff final against Bolton in 1995. Um, and I thought it'd be on your list as well, Johnny, but just... Uh, it's, again, it's a, that's another one. Amazing you know, player, wasn't to, Yeah, brilliant, brilliant leader. And very unseen, very quiet. Yeah. You, you didn't need to throw his weight around. He wasn't that kind of player, was he? He was just, again, Bus. like Ivar, just calm, collected mm. leader. You know, that you had yeah. at the back... You know, those kind of players are, are very rare, I think. So am I right in thinking that so far um, we haven't well, got any of the same players? Uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> so um, I think that's going to happen a bit more towards the end of of this um, series, isn't yeah. it? So Yeah, definitely. Uh, who's your 21, Johnny? And now, I reckon there could be a 50-50 here that you might have this one. Um, and I've gone for Jimmy Quinn. Because, you know, goal scoring, like we've had some great goal scorers over the years. And, you know, watching him, you know, even before he was at Reading, um, you know, the career he had as a, as, a, as a player in Northern Ireland as well. But he was just, he was just what he was, wasn't he? He was a goal scorer. Totally goal different. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. A different type of goal machine to Trevor Senior and the other strikers that we've had. But, you know, he was big, big physical, he could head. Finish, you know, and obviously went on to be a, become a manager. But he was, um, you know, not many defenders would enjoy playing against him. I don't think. No. And and surprisingly, based on what you said, he's not on my list. He, <laughs> he's yet another one. He's yet another one who's kind of on my my reserve list is bigger yeah. than my actual list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's on he's on the 
reserve list or whatever you want to call it. So please, you've got him on there because he's not on my list. Um, same for my for my next player. Might be on your list, might not be. Um, but I, I think, certainly going back to Jimmy Quinn, if you're talking about a greatest Reading team, I think he was on the bench in our greatest Reading team, wasn't he? Or just missed out or something like that. Can't remember, but... Yeah, you'd you know one of the greatest strikers yeah. Reading have ever had for sure. Um, now this next player, uh, he would, in my opinion, certainly over the last forty, fifty years or whatever it is, he would make it onto a list of um, greatest Reading defenders. Uh, so my my number twenty is Darius Dovchek. Is he on your list, Johnny? Yes, he is. Ah, the first one. I, I had a suspicion, uh, suspicion he might be, but then I, I thought that about um, uh, Keith McPherson and you thought that with, with my list about Jimmy yeah. Quinn. So, Darius Dovchek, the, the first um, on both lists. Uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, I won't ask you where he is on your list, Johnny. We'll, we'll come to that. Um, so, he's number 20 on my list. He joined Reading from Celtic in 1994, uh, made 94 appearances for Reading, for me, without question, one of Red, uh, Reading's greatest centre-backs of all time. Um, such a stylish player, you know, fantastic player. Um, played more than 50 times for Poland. Played in the playoff final against Bolton at Wembley in 95. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it to you to say what you want to say about Darius Dovchek later on. You know, I don't know. I don't know what number you've got him at, but we'll we'll come to that. But who's your number twenty, Johnny? Well, again, same era. So I'm just helping my daughter with the doll. Don't yeah. <laughs> um, Ad Williams. I think because again, I, you know, I, I know he played Wells, but he was a local lad. Um, came through the team. Played. I always remember he played every. He had every shirt, didn't he? There was a time he played every position. Um, and then when he came back the second time, you know, after being at Wolves, um, again, just a leader, just just a, a Reading leader. You know, we had a, we were lucky to have a lot of them, I think, at different times where they just led the club. And um, sorry, my daughter. Johnny's got me. Johnny's got his daughter with yes. him. She's shipping but in there, but who's, who's your daughter's favourite Reading player? Uh, an LOL doll at the minute. That's oh okay, all right. <laughs> um, no, but he was he was the kind of the guy that you know. I just think you know he lived and breathed Reading, and 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 yeah, when you had all those characters together in that team, you had Darius, you had him, you had Keith McPherson, um, you know, you, you, so many leaders, and that's yeah. what probably where we're lacking now as a club. Yeah, uh, you know, and that that was um, again. Like he would be a bit, maybe a bit more vocal as a leader, maybe you know, obvious leader than say Darius. But all their their abilities together um, just made made that team what it was. Yeah, and if if you're putting together, which we did in series one, if you're putting together a list of Reading FC legends, he, he's on on that list, isn't he? Yeah. So um, I'll. Uh, I'll reveal a bit later on if he's on my list or not. Um, <laughs> at number 19, some similarities in, in that this player was a, a, a local lad that, that came through um, to play for Reading. Um, so my number 19, another central defender, is Steve Wood. Oh, yeah. So Steve, Steve Wood was player of the season in 84-85 and 85-86. Local lad from Bracknell. He actually started at Arsenal before he joined Reading. Um, and he was part of that superb centre-back partnership with Martin Hicks. Played so many games for Reading together. Um, my dad was actually his agent, um, Steve Wood. Uh, he made 251 appearances. He scored nine goals. And I don't know if you remember us talking about this before, Johnny, but um, Steve Wood and Martin Hicks both scored in a 2-0 win against Rotherham in a game at Elm Park that I sponsored when I was, <laughs> when I was a mobile DJ running Night Train Mobile Disco. Do you remember that story? I do, I do. I yeah. still wait for the comeback. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a while since I've, I've been DJing, but um, 
actually DJ'd for the Reading players a couple of times at the end of season parties at Roger Smee's house um, back in the day. So yeah, Steve Wood, um, great player for for Reading and and one of a, a long line of um, classy centre backs um, for Reading. Player of the year twice. So Steve Wood is my number nineteen. How about you for number nineteen, Johnny? Uh, this was again kind of another. I think I possibly saw him make his debut my first ever Reading game um, back in early eighties. Kerry Dixon. It was just, again, I think it was because he went on, like I said about Fran, he went on from Reading to become, you know, top goal scorer at Chelsea, play play for England. Um, and, you know, that put little little old Reading on the map. Do you know what I mean? It was it was kind of like, I remember him scoring two goals in an in international in 85, I think over in, in America. Um, and it's like, well, that's Cody Dixon from, you know, from Reading. You know, he wasn't from Reading, but he was identified as a Reading player, and he was a proper goal scorer again. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, dealing with Lineker and other players in, in the England setup at that time. But um, yeah, brutal finisher. I, I just he was a class player, and he went yeah. on to play top level. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It, uh, that word, isn't it, finisher? He, he was just class, and he's he's not actually on my list because. <laughs> He was a, he was a bit before my time, um, even though my dad was his agent. That that was the the first player that my dad had as an agent, and then uh, went on to uh, he was looking after Stuart Lovell as well and um, Steve Wood. Um, but yeah, so Kerry Dixon's not on my list. He'd certainly, you know, be in consideration for a greatest. Um, you know, Reading, Reading team. And we talked about him in, in our greatest Reading strikers, didn't we? So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, you'd, you'd probably say a Reading, Reading legend in terms of a goal scorer, I think. And, and didn't he score, um, didn't he, in one game, he scored four goals and Reading lost five, four or six, four. Some, something, something, something like, like that. that. Something to be yeah. Reading. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, that, that leads me on nicely to my number, uh, 18. Um, 19. Uh, no, I've done my that was 19, wasn't it? Yeah, 18. Sorry, yeah, sorry, so 18 now. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was your Kerry Dixon, yeah. was your number 19. Yeah. yeah, um, leading on to my number 18, um, another legendary Reading striker. Um, he kind of had to be on at least one of our lists, and I'm guessing he's on your list, Johnny, but I don't know, but I think he probably will be. Um, Jamie Curitan. Oh yeah, yeah, he's on there. So, um, Jamie Curriton signed from Bristol Rovers, um, top scorer, two thousand, two thousand and one, with thirty goals, scored in the playoff final that season against Walsall. Um, and again, a bit like I said earlier, Steve Wood and Martin Hicks, just one of those great partnerships for for Reading, and, and he had a fantastic partnership with Martin Butler up front. Uh, and of course, he scored the crucial goal at, at Brentford to s- secure automatic promotion the following season. Um, brilliant finisher, and, and I think his finish, the way he finished to, to clinch automatic promotion, kind of summed up what a great finisher, what a great player he was. 127 appearances, 55 goals, and I'll tell you why. One of the reasons he's on my list, one of my favourite Reading players, um, just to highlight that. When my um, uh, when my first daughter was born, we were thinking of names, and if you know, we found out that she would be a girl. But when we were starting to think about names, if it was a boy, Jamie was on the list, and that was in my thinking. So, yeah, we could have I could have a child named after Jamie Curitan, but uh, we ended up we ended up having a girl. Could have could have called uh, you know Jamie can be a girl's name, but. Um, yeah, my my daughter's name ended up being Eber. Um So, yeah, but that that's, that's kind of highlights, I think, how much of a favourite he was for uh, a lot of Reading fans. Sorry, Johnny, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, it's a funny story about that. Um, one of the children I look after over here, his dad's a massive Bristol Rovers fan. So you can never guess what his name is. Well, I, and I, I, I never yeah. realised, I never twigged on it until you were telling me one day. And I went, 
Ah, so we have a, there you go. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there are Reading legends who are legends of other yeah. clubs. I mean, we had obviously Ray Houghton on recently and he's, yeah. I think we said, we, we kind of summed it up. He, you wouldn't class him as a Reading legend, but he was a legend who played for Reading. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. If, Jason if he, Roberts wouldn't be a similar kind of player that, you know, he's yeah. made his career elsewhere, but yeah, yeah. did his we, thing. We've had, uh, we've had a few, few players like that. I mean, um, I don't think you would describe Les Ferdinand as a Reading legend, but um, <laughs> no, Martin Keown, as a player, you yeah. know, it's a legend that's played for Reading. Yeah. So Jamie Curitan's my number eighteen. Who's your number eighteen? Oh, I've got one in a minute. Uh, he's not doing too bad as a manager at the minute. Um, I'm not sure if you have him on your list. You may would Phil Parkinson. Yeah, um, he might be on my list, yeah. but I'll, uh, I'll come to that a bit later. Yeah, I, I think you know what Parky is, and I think. More so because he was brilliant when we weren't. You know, there was a time, you know, the late 90s, uh, we were really poor as a team. And if it wasn't for his leadership and his constant 100% effort, you know, we could have got relegated. Um, he always put everything out on the pitch. Wherever, how well the team were playing, not well you always knew that Parkey would put 100% in. And that was never, ever in doubt, was it? No, and I, I, I can remember him. I remember him more for the times when he played with his mask on than, than I do without, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, that just kind of, that was a bit of a, almost like a, a, a label for him to say what type of player he was. You know, um, Got a got the I can't even remember what the injury was, but he was obviously wearing the mask because of a, a facial injury to protect him, and that that really summed up who he was. There's this phrase, isn't there, that um, you know about players that would run through brick walls, and he kind of fitted that description. He was just who was it? We spoke to was it John Fern or we had somebody on the podcast who was talking about Phil Parkinson, and um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Colin Lee. I might have been Colin Lee and he was talking about um, Phil Parkinson when he first signed and he used that phrase, you know, he's asking someone about him and he said, if you want someone who will run through brick walls for you, yeah, you know, Phil Parkinson ticks that box. And, and um, I think it was Colin Lee was saying, yeah, I think so. you know, he, he's, um, he was kind of not, not like a headless chicken, but he just was 100% full on when he first came to Reading and I think Colin Lee kind of helped to mould him a bit. But, he said, uh, was, we started the gum shield as well, wasn't it? Gum shield yeah. in and then off he went. Half, half footballer, half boxer, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. But anyway, he may well be on my list later on. So uh, coming towards the end of um, this first part of our countdown, um, for me at number 17, um, I think you'd have to say this player is is a Reading legend. Um, it's Stuart Bevan. So a goal-scoring midfielder. He signed in 1980 from Spurs. Um, and he went on to make 481 appearances for Reading. He scored 55 goals. Um, he was part of the record-breaking Royals side. And he scored one of the goals in the 2-0 win at Newport as Reading broke the record for most wins at the start of the season. And and kind of a slightly ironic thing about that is that he was a former Spurs player, so hit one of his goals broke Spurs record. So Reading Reading broke Spurs record, and he used to play for Spurs, and he was one of the players that scored one of the two goals. The other one being Kevin Bremner at Newport. Um, were you at that game, Johnny? No, no, I wasn't. No, in those days. But that that was uh, that was one of my, you know, memorable. Reading games that uh, that game away to Newport to break the record. Um, so yeah, he scored one of the goals in the Simon Cup final in 1988. I think it was a penalty. Um, yeah, Reading, Reading legend, one of my favourite players. And um, yeah, we've got the, so there's three of us on this this call. There's myself, there's Johnny, and Johnny's daughter. So uh, hello, Johnny's daughter. Um, so who's your number 17, Johnny? It's probably a bit left field for most people, but I've actually gone for Jan Kermigan. Big reason being, I just, I just love watching that season, you know, 
different type of striker. Play with a smile on his face. And and I just, you know, when, when, especially I think because of the last number of years, you know, the football hasn't been great. Um, he just was a bit of a shining light, I think, for me um, as a fan. Yeah. yeah, do you think, what do you think about Jan Kermigan? Is he good? Yeah. Yeah, she thinks, yeah, she, Edie thinks Jan Kermigan's a good player as well. Well, he was well, top scorer, just... wasn't he, a few seasons ago? Wasn't he, Johnny? I think he got mute on. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was a class. Um, so I'm really busy doing that. I'm multitasking, LOL dolls. And, and... Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. You're doing well. You're doing Thanks, well. mate. Thanks, mate. Um, you... Yeah, but that's, so that's, that's, <clears throat> that's why I, I, you know, again, you know, we could go, geez, how many players you could pick? I just, I, you know, some, something different for me as a player that I enjoy. Went, not, the, not the usual striker, not the usual way. Um, and it is a, a, a clinical finisher. Yeah. So um, that's your number 17. So we're coming to the last player each for this 100th episode, the start of our countdown to finding our... Um, Favourite 25 Reading players each. Um, there's a few players who are on both lists, but we've we've got plenty of players that are on one list only. Um, my number 16, I'm pretty sure Johnny is on your list as well, probably a bit higher up. Um, it's Kevin Doyle. So um, I will be pretty, pretty confident he's on your list somewhere. Possibly. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Kevin Doyle, uh, as you as you all probably know already, signed from Cork City in two thousand and five for something like so the the official signing was done in euros. I think it was something like one hundred and seventeen thousand euros, which worked out to about seventy eight thousand pounds. Yeah. And he was he was just brilliant for Reading in in every way. He was kind of everything you want from a striker. And and seventy eight thousand pounds. What would he be worth now, Johnny? I mean, I, I, I don't think we're talking a hundred million, but oh, you'd be looking at what a striker like that. Fifty million, thirty at least. At least, at least thirty. Yeah. yeah. His age and his attributes as a striker. I, I think that's what it was about him, wasn't it? He just where's this lad come from? And he just he just looked the part. Straight and, and he did it in away. the Premier League as well. So, yeah. you know, he, it was the, the 106 season, the first season in the Premier League. I think, wasn't he top scorer in the Premier League? Yeah. First yeah, season. So. Um, you know, so not only was he a fantastic goal scorer, just his contribution to that front line for Reading, he just always seemed hungry. He just always seemed to be able to put in maximum effort. Um, so, yeah, top scorer in... 2008-2009, as Reading finished fourth, um, he made a total of 163 appearances, scoring 56 goals out of 163 is is pretty good. Not quite Erling Haaland's level, but um, but uh, pretty good. One of the one of the greatest strikers, one of the greatest players in Reading's history for me. Um, and I even had the Doyle is a Royal T-shirt. Do you remember that one? <laughs> and uh, I think as well, he's a, he's a humble, very humble yeah. guy, you know. And that's yeah. that there's no there's no arrogance about him. She sometimes thinks for strikers they have to be a bit, but he wasn't, and that's what made yeah. him even better, I think. Yeah, so he's been a guest, hasn't he? He was a guest yeah. in series one around the the time of the Legends game, and he he correctly predicted that the young ones would win, but um, <laughs> I think he scored in the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. So um, that's my final player for this episode, my number 16. So start of uh, my countdown, 25 to 16. Number 16 is Kevin Doyle. Who's your 16, Johnny? Again, this is a personal favourite. Again, I think for a family reason as well, is, uh, he's been on the podcast, La 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 Rougeau, Tony Rougeau. Um, obviously, you know, named, named our dog after him, my partner's daughter at the time, Jade, his favourite player. I, you know, again, he just, there's a diff, something different about the way he played the game. Um, you know, and, and it, 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 part, you know, my life at that time, um, watching something like that play for us. I always remember the Oxford game, the 4 3 game, absolutely tipping down with rain. And he came on, scored two goals. Um, you know, and he didn't, he didn't huge goal scorer for the club, but, uh, yeah, but again, 
part of the history, but you know, it's not about scoring three hundred goals. It's it's personal things that part of our journey as Reading fans, isn't it? That's what we've talked about, and yeah. he was part of that for me and my family. Uh, and um, unfortunately for him, obviously similar with Adam Federici, he'll he'll be remembered for uh, the unfortunate incident in the the Walsall the, the playoff game. Um, I think it, the ball hit his backside and went in, didn't it? Something like that. Yeah, certainly did. Yeah, but um, yeah, same as Adam Federici. Nothing to sort of take away from what he did for Reading. Similar to the the reasons why somebody like. Um, Paul Cannaval is on my list. You know, he he was just an exciting player to watch. Um, you know, just so difficult to play against for other teams. So um, that's our twenty-five to sixteens. I don't think we've we've had anyone yet on this episode on on the both lists, have we? We have had a couple, but not we haven't. They're possibly on the list, maybe possibly later on. No, but I mean on on the twenty five to sixteen. No, 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 not in that. We've done ten players each, so it's actually twenty players in total. So, um, I think there's there's at least one or two that are going to come a bit later on. Yeah, if we we have one matching in the same number, that would just be a miracle. (laughs) uh, It's just impossible, I think. Yeah. Um, No, it's good that we've we've got different players because I think you mentioned three that were sort of on my reserve list. I don't know, even if you remember back to when we first started talking about doing this, um, you know, I even, we were we were talking about 100 great Reading players and we just decided to do this instead. But we had a, a great big pool of great Reading players, you know, and Jan Kermigan was top scorer one season. So he was on that very long original list. Um, but uh, yeah. This is all about favourite players. So that's our start of our countdown for episode 100. So that's our 25 to 16 of our favourite Reading players. On the next episode, we'll be carrying on. So we'll be doing 15 to 6. And then on the following episode, Johnny and I will be counting down our top five Reading players. One or two might be on both lists. But let's see. So, uh, yeah, enjoyed that, Johnny. And look, 100 episodes. So thanks for being part of that. And amazing guest that we've had on in in the the 100 episodes, well, in the the first 99 episodes plus this one. So that's it. Our 100th episode um, started our countdown of Reading FC top 100. Um, And that countdown is also going to include our... Um, 15 to 1 of our favourite players, myself and Johnny. Also, our um, 10 memorable Reading games, um, five managers, five seasons, and five influential people in Reading's history. And if you add all that up, that comes to 100. So looking forward to the next one, Johnny. Thanks as always, and uh, see you on the next episode. No worries. Yours. And thanks for your daughter's contribution as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.